Hey, Moving Forward listeners, a quick disclaimer before you listen to this episode, which is part of the book writing miniseries that I recorded several years ago. The books I was a co-author on are no longer in print, and I have since permanently parted ways with my former co-author. As such, I have edited these episodes, removing as many mentions of the titles as possible. I'm also adding this disclaimer to minimize any confusion. The basic information contained within is still helpful, which is why I've decided to keep them on this podcast. I also encourage you to listen to episode 388 to learn more about the reasons behind my decision. Now that we've covered that, I hope you enjoy this series and find these episodes helpful. Thank you. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 241. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Part one, I'm going to go off on a little rant today. I was having a text conversation with a friend of mine. He's been listening to this miniseries. He's working hard on his book. I'm really excited for him. I think he's got a great concept for a book, and I think it's going to really captivate and intrigue a lot of readers. He was telling me he got into a conversation at work uh, with a colleague, and the topic of self-publishing and print-on-demand books came up, and the person said, uh, basically in a flippant remark, well, you know, print-on-demand books aren't real books. And he texted that to me and he said it, it got him feeling a little deflated. And I just really I was just ticked off by that because the idea that a self-published book is somehow, quote unquote, less of a real book, I think is absolutely silly. And I, I believe that an assumption like that just comes from this idea that because self-publishing is so accessible. And because, uh, you know, you're not going through a gatekeeper like a publisher who is judging whether or not your book is quote unquote publish worthy, that somehow that that diminishes whether or not your book is a book. I, I absolutely think that's absolutely silly. Of course, there are many self-published books out there that are probably not so great. But the same can be said of traditionally published books. On, by the same token, you will find many incredible books that you may not have known were self-published. And I'll give you a, an example. Uh, you may have heard of this book, The Martian by Andy Weir, which was uh, a huge bestseller, fantastic book. I read it last year and was adapted to a major hit film directed by uh, Ridley Scott and starring Matt Damon. Now, that book actually started out. It wasn't even a book. Andy Weir actually published it as a series of blogs, uh, later compiled it, self-published it, and it was later on picked up by a traditional publisher. But that book has its origins as a self-published book. There are many, many examples of self-published books that have uh, really transcended expectations and and really become popular hits. Now, that's not to say that uh, any book that you know you write is necessarily going to be a hit, and that's not to say that you should pick traditional publishing over self-publishing or vice versa. That's not what this is about. My journey thus far as an author has been mostly through self-publishing, but I respect anyone who has gone through the traditional publishing process, and in fact, that's why I brought on Alyssa Carpenter for episode, episode 226, because she was able to share some of that uh, about her journey about getting her book traditionally published. But the idea that the way you get your book out there somehow increases or diminishes whether or not it's an actual quote-unquote book, I think is absolutely silly. No matter how you choose to publish your book, you're going to be putting in a lot of work. And in the case of self-publishing, you're taking on even more responsibility. Obviously, there's more 
control, creative control that comes with it, but there's also more responsibility. It's on you to make sure that the quality is up to standard, that you get the editor, that you work with the the different components. You're going to have to hire a lot of those people and outsource a lot of the different things that you might get included with a publishing contract. In fact, if you've been following the podcast, you know that I devoted a whole series of episodes just on finding a good editor and understanding all the moving parts and responsibilities that come with that relationship. And I believe that most people who actually endeavor to write a book and actually put it out there are going to want to at least put some effort into making it a quality book. And I don't believe just because you choose to self-publish it that somehow it's going to be less of a book. And ultimately, it really comes down to the marketplace. You put something out there, your readers, your market, they will decide whether or not they like the book. So don't let that discourage you. And I believe that no matter what you decide to do, if you decide to do something like this, whether it's launch a podcast, launch a YouTube channel, try something different, you're always going to have naysayers out there. You're always going to have people who are just negative and don't let that discourage you. You know, I, I'm not going to get into what motivates someone to be, you know, dismissive or say something like that. It can be any number of things. What's important is if you decide to do something, stick with it. Stick with your guns and get it done and get it out there because it's going to be worth it. You're going to put a lot of time, energy, and care into it. And uh, you should be proud that you're doing this. All right, let's move on to part two. And speaking of... Uh, self-publishing and a lot of the responsibilities that come with it. I'm going to talk a little bit about two important aspects uh, that you're going to need to make some decisions on. One is uh, book dimensions. If you decide to release a paperback version of your book, and I'm going to encourage you. I know a lot of self-published authors, they generally will start with the ebook. The ebook is really easy to to get out there. This, the Paperback does take a little more legwork. I'm going to break that down as we get closer to the actual publication of your book. But I'm going to encourage you to release both. And for some authors, that may mean releasing the ebook first. So a good friend of mine uh, did that. She released her ebook first and then later on released the paperback version. So one thing you may have to consider, or you will have to consider if you decide to release a paperback book, are dimensions. And we use Amazon's KDP platform. It's, it's one of the biggest self-publishing platforms in the world. There are many others, and I'll uh, try to cover some of the other options that are out there uh, in a future episode. But if you go to KDP's uh, information page, they give you a lot of information for self-published authors. I'll put a link to it in the write-up. But uh, they'll give you a list of dimensions that you can publish your book in. For example, 6x9 is an option, which is actually one of the most popular and common options. So you may want to take a look at that and decide what dimensions. And also, take books off your shelf and measure them and see what dimensions they come in and uh, decide what's appropriate for your book. Uh, Once you do that, you can actually download a template from KDP with uh, basically a framework so that you can design your cover art around it. So let's talk a little bit about cover art. So your cover is really going to be the first impression that your book is going to make when you release it into the market. So uh, how do you design a cover? Uh, I, I'm going to give you a couple of options. If you want to outsource it, let's say you have a budget to work with, uh, you can use a service like Fiverr or Upwork. You're going to find plenty of graphic artists out there who would love an opportunity to work on your book, maybe experienced ones or ones who are brand new. You may have friends who've done uh, graphic design work. You can ask them. Them. Uh, 
you also have do-it-yourself options. Uh, I'm going to share two of them with you. Amazon's KDP platform has its own do-it-yourself cover design uh, uh, engine, which is really good. They have a lot of great designs that you can choose from. Another option is Canva, which is an extremely user-friendly and robust uh, graphic design tool. They have a free option and a premium option. They've got lots of templates specifically for book covers, as well as options for you to upload your own graphics. So your homework for this week is start thinking about dimensions, start thinking about cover design. Even as you're working on your manuscript, you want to start visualizing what that first impression is going to be like. The write-up is at bemovingforward.com. All right, part three, book recently rec uh, finished, was One Lucky Bastard by Roger Moore, the late great actor who was famous for James Bond, and also he played this, uh, The Saint, uh, an old TV show, and uh, really prolific career, long uh, actor acting career and uh, just a really interesting personality. I give it two stars because I, I really wanted more of his story. And it, this book was more a collection of the different personalities, the actors, the actresses, the producers and directors that he came across throughout his journey. Uh, and I, I get it because that's that was the purpose of this book. I think I was probably more interested in learning about him, what it was like for him to start out as, a, as an actor, the struggles he went through, and then, of course, getting cast in such iconic roles as James Bond. I think he's written separate books that deal with that specifically, but I just wanted a little bit more. The most interesting part of the book is actually towards the end, he talks about some really interesting personalities in the producing world, and uh, I... I, some of those stories were really fascinating, how some of these old school producers actually got funding, how their business model worked. And it's really crazy. And those are some of the most entertaining stories. So it's a quick read. Uh, if you're a fan of Roger Moore um, and uh, James Bond, you might want to check it out. I'll be back next week with a new book. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward.